0: A radio show that confesses Christ, without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously, without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: Have you completely dedicated every part of yourself to it? And I said, well, What's the answer? And she says, that's the trouble. The answer is always no. I said, well, let's ask the question a different way. Has Jesus given everything for you? Has he dedicated his whole life to you? Has he invited you into his heart? And the answer to that is a glorious and gracious and conscious,
2: freeing, comforting yes. Uh, only then we, we hear the gospel that Jesus Christ came to earth, uh, was born of a Virgin Mary, lived a perfect life. Uh, in our place, and died the death that we deserved, took on the full wrath of God. All that was done for us so that we could be called righteous and holy in the eyes of God. (laughs) That's not going to help with the who wants
1: the data seminarian hotline right there.
2: (laughs) Nothing will help with that hotline. (laughs) Oh, you're going to be sorry you tuned in today. For today... (laughs) is guaranteed to be the worst table talk radio show ever.
1: <laughs> this
0: is true. The, oh.
2: So we we were talking the other day about uh, the shows we're going to do, the games we're going to play for the show, and we're talking about all these terrible, terrible games that are just completely bombed on the, sh- on the show. Uh, mo- mo- all of them, actually, well, all but one, I guess, happen to be games in church history, which I think should tell us something. <laughs> Um, but in any case, we decided we're gonna do we're gonna do an episode of Table Talk Radio with only uh, the worst games, the ones that we've only played one time and never played again. So this is the the worst of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> As if it could get worse than it normally
1: is. Oh, uh, so the games we have on tap today are, if I have this right here, Church History Headlines, Church Father or. 20
2: questions, and pages for points. <laughs> oh, did you did you read those in order? No. Oh, okay. I, okay, good. Um, yeah, I, had, I didn't even remember that game, Pages for Points. In fact, I had to call you about two hours ago and ask you, how does church history work?
1: <laughs> I know all these.
2: Oh, well. I wonder if it will still be everyone's favorite
1: theological game show after today.
2: I think we will, but only because there aren't any other competition.
1: I know I was I keep wondering if the government is going to come after us being uh, for a monopoly, monopoly you know. on <laughs> theological game shows. <laughs> we would be so in far, trouble. So far we haven't yeah. got the letter yet.
2: So far so good. Uh, they, they might have to set up a government run uh, theological game show to uh, to introduce <laughs> <the> competition <laughs> to compete to make sure everyone has equal access to theological game shows. Oh
1: boy. This could this could this show could have something to do with end of life decisions, but
2: oh, man. <laughs> there's a, a death panel on Table Talk Radio. <laughs> okay, well that's the line. That but first we are still doing our our buzzwords, which we're getting quite the glossary on our website, <laughs> tabletalkradio.org. dot um, and you can look at all of our our buzzwords and and uh, quiz quiz your friends. You know, do you know what this word means? It uh, sounds like fun to me. Uh, but what's your buzzword for me, Pastor? For you, uh, I have the word
1: pneumatology, uh, spelled pneumatology, <laughs> but it's pronounced pneumatology, which is the study of the Holy Spirit. Panoima being the Greek word for spirit or breath, and logos just being the word that we tack on to the end, meaning study of. It really means word or thing, logos does, but you know, we put it on the end to be the study of a certain topic. So this is the study of the Holy Spirit. Everyone says that the Lutheran Church has a weak uh, pneumatology. We don't talk enough or clearly enough about the Holy Spirit, but that is simply not true. We know precisely what the Holy Spirit comes to do. He comes to us by the Word uh, to create in us repentance, uh, that is, contrition through the law, and faith in Christ. He comes to point us to Jesus uh, and to give us faith in the promise that all of our sins are forgiven. So the Holy Spirit himself comes to us with, to, to bring to us faith in the name of Jesus. So we don't expect that the Holy Spirit comes talking about himself. He comes talking about Jesus, and we have that going on every single day. So that is our pneumatology.
2: Very nice. <clears throat> I, I thought pneumatology was a study of numbers. Numerology. Oh, okay. Very good. Okay, well, my theological buzzword for you is pre-incarnate. And uh, this refers to the uh, second person of the Holy Trinity, uh, Jesus Christ, of the times before uh, he took on human flesh, uh, the day of Christmas, um, and so any time that we have a reference to the second person of the, and of the second person of the, of the Holy Trinity, we talk about pre-incarnate, especially in those what we call theophanies, those appearances of God. Uh, so that is pre-incarnate.
1: It's wonderful, isn't it, that Jesus, we can speak of our Lord Jesus as being pre-incarnate, but not post-incarnate. In other words, he never lays down the flesh that he takes upon himself uh, in, the, in the Virgin Mary's womb. He, he has that flesh now unto all eternity. So that it's the man Jesus who's at the right hand of God interceding for us. So while we can't speak of before the incarnation, there is nothing after the incarnation. Jesus is always incarnate now.
2: Right. Okay, so uh, those are the buzzwords, and the first game we have for you is everyone's favorite history game: Church History Headlines. Yeah. What's the theme music for this song or for this game? I don't know something that would deadly boring that would put you to sleep. <laughs> so any of our any any of our shows. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, well, how this works is I read you uh, three church history headlines. And uh, one of them is accurate; the other two have been falsified. And it is your task then to decide which one is correct. I think uh, I can't
1: see where this game would go wrong. <laughs> no, no
2: th- this is so exciting! It's amazing. Okay, this ready. is on the worst of Table Talk Radio. Two hundred <laughs> points uh, involved in this game if you guess the right one. I only have one round for you, and so this game is going to be short-lived. To thank the good Lord. <laughs> okay, here it is. The first one is, in 386, Augustine converted when a child says, take up and read, and he reads Romans chapter 12. Hmm. The second one, B, is in 397, Augustine begins to write his popular writing, Confessions. Mm-hmm. And C... Is in three sixty seven, Pelagius is born.
1: What in the world? Okay, so we have some early events here. The first is this um, this story, uh, which I was reading about last night. Isn't that odd about this child that tells um, Augustine? He what is it? he yells it over the garden wall or something? Uh, take up the take up the text and he opens up the Bible, the Romans. Um, and what year did you say that
2: was? I said that was uh, 386. 386.
1: And then, uh, so that apparently is a, I mean, it's a true story anyways. Something has something to do with the truth. Uh, I've heard of it before. Um, then the second th- thing you said there was he starts to write his confessions uh, in the year nine three 396? 397. 397. And then the third one was Pelagius, who was a great opponent of... Um Saint Augustine was born, and the year you said that was three sixty seven three sixty seven now uh th- th- two of these are true, and one is false, or no, two the other are way false around. two are false, one is true one is true all right well, I know Pelagius <laughs> was born, and I know Augustine <laughs> wrote the confessions, and I know that this apparently happened in the garden, so now it's so just far you 're doing great <laughs> of what of what year it was. Uh and that's just a shot in the dark. I think I think Augustine wrote the confessions later than the date that you gave. Um and I think Pelagius was born earlier. I'm just shooting in the dark here. So I'm gonna say the truth was the story of this little
2: child who shouted over the garden wall. That is incorrect, I am oh. afraid. <clears throat> oh, well, man. it was the the event did happen in three eighty six, but uh Augustine didn't read Romans chapter 12, he read Romans chapter 13, 13 through 14. What? Uh and uh Pelagius so all the Okay, so Pelagius uh, was born. Uh, no, Pelagius uh was born in 369, not 367. So you were right that one was false. And the true one was uh, that Augustine wrote his Confessions beginning at 360, uh, th- excuse me, 397, but it wasn't completed until 401. So that was the true one. Oh man! <laughs> Alas,
1: <laughs> no points for me. I just can't. I I really can't understand why this game uh, was on the bad list. We should play it again more often. Yeah. Okay. No moving on.
2: No. Wait. 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 I, I, before we move on, I want to talk about this. <laughs> 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 all right. You 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 don't want to play this anymore? Yeah, all right. No. No. This ro. Let's see if we can figure out uh, what of this passage that would make Augustine convert. It's Romans 13, uh, 13 and 14, which reads like this. Uh, Let's find it here. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies or drunkenness, nor sexual immorality, nor debauchery, nor dissension and jealousy. Rather, close yourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature
1: well what isn't this true that I mean augustine has a bit of a a checkered past i mean he uh he would write about it in the confessions about how he was living he was doing precisely what this text forbade he was making provision for the uh, flesh to fulfill its lust i mean if I remember right which is my memory is bad on this stuff but obviously uh didn't saint augustine have um uh he had a child uh, but but he wasn't married um he uh he kind of had a a licentious life and all of this so that this would have
2: plucked uh, his conscience, certainly, and caused him to be sorry for w- what he did. Um, That's true. Well, we're, we're out of time for uh, this game, Church History Headlines, but don't worry, the worst of Table Talk Radio will be right back after this break and we'll play Church Father or right after this commercial break. That's
0: my favorite game.
1: This is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Sorry.
0: Every story has a beginning. Even the story of the universe. Some 13.7 billion years ago, a mysterious event thrust the universe into motion in a big bang. Wait,
2: really? Really? If the Bible says that God created everything in six literal days and yet science can prove that this universe came into motion by a big bang, a slow change over long periods of time and random chance, doesn't science then disprove the Bible? If we can't trust Genesis 1, how can we trust any other part of the Bible that says Jesus died and rose again? But is there really scientific evidence for evolution? That's the topic of our discussion for the broadcast of Table Scraps Live. This is the first live broadcast of Table Scraps, and we're doing it with Dr. Charles Jackson of Creation Truth Foundation, and we're going to address your hard questions about evolution. What scientific evidence do you have that would discount the Creation account? Call in and present it to Dr. Jackson of Creation Truth Foundation. That's Table Scraps Live, Sunday, January the 3rd, from 8 to 9 Central Time. And you can tune in to Table Scraps Live on Pirate
0: Welcome
2: back to Table Talk Radio, the worst of Table Talk Radio, uh, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. <laughs>
1: Until today.
2: <laughs> the disaster
1: continues. <laughs> That'd
2: be a good liner we should get. <laughs> Tabletop Radio, the disaster continues. <laughs> all right, Church Father Orr, another attempt at uh, church history, which has failed miserably on this radio program. But we want to bring it to you once again. Uh, this is where, uh, well, Pastor, why don't you explain this game? I think you, well, in, you invented all of these games, matter of fact. Ah, This this
1: attempt to to make church history interesting, even for my own sake. Uh, But these, yes, these were all utter failures. This one especially. So this was kind of the cream of the crop for bad games. And the way it goes is I'm going to give you two words. And one of them is a church father. And the other of them is not. And you have to determine which is the church father and which is a uh, not church father. (laughs) Now the problem is to find a church father whose name you didn't ric- recognize. We have to go into the kind of into the minutia of church history, and the trouble there is uh, that then we don't know have anything to talk about,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know why this game didn't work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyways, that's how it goes. And if you happen to
2: guess, I mean, it's a fifty-fifty shot here, right? You're just flipping. I, a coin. I, I remember uh, you were reading. Uh, it uh, was one of them like some sort of a cheese out of the dictionary, and you said, this is a church father. <laughs> oh,
0: that's right. That's how it goes. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: and then uh, you get 200 points if you guess one of these things. All right. right. You have if zero,
2: you... by the way, so far. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs>
1: Everyone listening has zero points. It's a zero-sum game today. Okay, here it is. They're your first church father or. Debelius,
2: or... Dibs. oh i know this this is definitely debelius debelius you think debelius is the church father oh yeah
1: yeah uh well you're right 200 <laughs> points nope. for evan Martin Debelius was a German theologian and professor for New Testament at the University of Heidelberg. He was born in Dresden. He was, along with Rudolf Bultmann, helped define a period of research into the, quote, historical Jesus, noted for skepticism toward the possibility of describing Jesus with historical authority. He portrayed Jesus' Sermon on the Mount as reflecting ideals that are impossible to live up to in this fallen world. He died in Heidelberg. So he's not really a church father. In fact, he's a heretic. Um, <laughs> wait a, wait a minute! Is that part of the game? Well, yeah. Uh, so we should probably call this figure in church
2: history. Or now the other word, dibs. Do you know what that is? Dibs. Uh, it's, it's, it's like when the uh, yeah, you reserve something for yourself. No, so dibs, no, 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 hey, no. dibs. That chair's mine. Dibs. No,
1: no, no, no. Dibs
2: is a Syrian
1: syrup made from the concentrated juice of dates, figs, or grapes.
2: Oh right, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: I thought that was pretty good. I put that pretty on pretty my good. pancakes this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we—I guess we can't talk about something here. Bultmann and the historical quote historical Jesus. What do you, you want to talk about that for a little bit while I write your points down? Go ahead. <laughs> it's a—it's a sad sort of thing that this uh, this uh, uh, whacked out liberal reading of the scriptures came out of Germany and. Uh, uh, and the German, uh, the German universities there, I'm, I'm not 100% sure why, but it's just one of these tragedies of church history, that there was a point oh, uh, 150 years ago or whatever, where, um, where the scriptures were no longer understood as the voice of our Lord, but rather um, th- all these different competing ideological voices fighting for power. And, and the Bible began to be read like this. So these early guys were, you know, they took the Old Testament and they talked about the J-D-E-P, you know. Oh, you have yeah. the Yahwist, the Deuteronomistic, the Elohist, and J-D-E-P, and the priestly class, and, and all of these different kind of, fighting political factions, are writing their own scriptures, and they're fighting against each other. And, and so you really have you, you have this understanding that the entire history of the world is class warfare. This is how an ideologue understands the entirety of history. Uh, and then this is now read into the scriptures. It's really quite terrible.
2: Is this, is this uh, the roots of higher
1: criticism then? That's exactly right. This is higher criticism uh and they were the the idea here is now always to get behind the text because you can't trust the text because the texts were pieces of propaganda um and that's and that's really i mean so in our liberal churches today this is really how they view the scriptures and 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 then the 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 kind of theological question is what are we going to do with the scriptures i mean if if they're just uh, propaganda pieces uh what we, we can't trust them so we have to get behind them to find the authentic you know the authentic Jesus the authentic Paul the historical uh whatever
2: uh and this is a this is the kind of mess that they're in today so. and it's really uh has departed from a uh, a scientific method and, you know when we talk about a uh, you know, a critical analysis of the text that we which is completely different by the way. I mean this is this is when you're analyzing the text that we have and comparing it with each other and and, and working towards uh what the the originals uh said. And that that's a that's more of a, a scientific method of, of discovering this. But higher criticism doesn't really take that approach, does it?
1: Um no it doesn't. I mean, you know, that you have the historical grammatical method, which is what we're uh supposed to use because the, simply because the Lord speaks to us in words, but uh but you have the historical critical method, which is using history to criticize the words and get behind them. And uh but there's nothing there. I mean, once you once you kind of cut yourself off from the words of the text, then you don't have anything left. Now you're just making stuff up. So
2: all right. Uh you have another uh, church father or. Oh, formant? yeah, do I ever? I got four of these bad boys for you. Oh boy, Ready? So four times 200 is. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Ready? Ready. Burdock or Burchard? Uh, I'm going to go with Burdock. Burdock. Burdock is any of a group of biennial thistles in the Man. genus Articum. Native to the old world, several species have been widely introduced to the new world. Plants of this genus have dark green leaves. They can grow up to 28 inches long. Birchard, on the other (laughs) hand, of of worms, or as you would say, worms, was born around the year 950. He died on August 20th, 1025. He was the Roman Catholic Bishop of Worms, and he was the author of a canon law collection in 20 books. So, anyways... It only took 20 books to put the canon law together back in about the year 1020 or so. Nice. Sorry, I got that wrong. Yeah. Alas, if you would only study church history.
2: (laughs) All right, I'm ready for another one. Unless you have something to say about that one. No, not really. Unless (laughs)
1: unless you want to talk about canon law.
2: If you want to call in about some of these uh, church fathers, our number is 866-851-5523. Or you can email us questions at tabletalkradio.org. I wonder why Burchard's Canon Law is 20 books, and my copy
1: of Canon Law is just about 200 pages. They've streamlined that sucker. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, oh, this this is actually might be something interesting on in this one. Oh, hey, everybody, wake up, wake up. <laughs> ready? Ready. C- uh Servatus. Or Servetus. Saracorn
2: Servetus. I'm going to go with Servetus. You are right. Ooh.
1: Another 200 points. What are you going to do with all these points? I don't know. You're getting married because I don't trust you <laughs> by yourself with all these points. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Michael Severitus, uh, he was uh, 1511 to 1553. He was a Spanish theologian, he also was a map maker, a humanist, physician. Uh, He was the first in Europe to describe the function of pulmonary circulation, but his interest included many sciences, including study of the Bible, and uh, uh, he participated in the Reformation, but he later developed a non-Trinitarian Christology, and this is where he gets famous, because he was condemned by the Catholics and Protestants, and he was arrested in Geneva and burnt at the stake as a heretic by the Protestant Geneva Governing Council. When Calvin was on this council... So they, this guy was a—he denied the doctrine of the Trinity, and he was burned for it. This, so this is really kind of the um, uh, the the prime example of of um, of reformed uh, uh, the reformed church having capital having capital punishment for heresy. We think of it only as this in this like the Spanish Inquisition and stuff, but but this happened to this Michael Severitus, and so this he this guy is considered a martyr by guys like the Jehovah Witnesses. In fact, I was reading uh what's this magazine called The Watchtower a couple of years back, and they had a big huge feature article on this guy Michael Severitas's, uh teaching,
2: um because he was really a bit of a hero. So. Hmm. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, uh, sometime during every table talk radio show, there'll be a reference to my marital status, and uh, and I think if if you got points to get to it, like you uh, like we do for buzzwords, you wouldn't have gotten any points for that last one. That was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not it's not good for a single man like you to
1: have so many points. Uh, by the way, seracorn, the other word—is an adjective, and it means having a serrated antenna.
2: Oh, nice! That—that's your buzzword next for your next show.
1: Sarah Corn. <laughs> oh
2: boy! So,
1: what do you think about this being
2: burned at the stake in Geneva? Isn't that something? Yes. Uh, so, did you did you ever read about that in the Watchtower? You have a subscription, don't you? To the West magazine.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I was reading about it. This, so, I mean, uh, because one of the big things for these non-Trinitarian groups, like the JWs and the and the Mormons and things, is they're looking for they're looking for church history for characters who taught what they teach. And this Michael Severitus is uh, is a guy they can find in the Reformation.
2: There it is. Okay. Well, will we have two more church fathers to talk about after this break? Just one. Oh, just one? Oh, that's right. I, okay, 400 points and I missed one. So, 200 more points for me after this break. We'll finish Church Father or and begin to play Pages for Points or Point Pages something. We'll grab that.
0: You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Serious theology, seriously bad hosts. And now it's time for Table Talk Extras with Vicar Evan Gigline.
2: One of the articles of faith that is often overlooked in popular Christianity today is the article on original sin. Sure, most denominations will recognize that a such thing as original sin. I mean, Adam and Eve sin, and that sin is passed on to us. But what are the effects of that sin? We'll hear what Paul writes to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 14. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised. This picture that St. Paul paints for us is that of a dead corpse. Natural man, that is, a man before regeneration, can do as much to react to God as a dead person can react to your voice. You speak to a dead corpse, get up, and it does nothing. It's a dead corpse. And so it is when you tell someone apart from faith to do something to please God. He just can't do it. This should be our basis for preaching the gospel. And our role in evangelism is not to manipulate or convince someone to do something, but rather to see them as the scripture says they are, dead in their sins. And the only way to bring life to this dead corpse is to preach the word of God the law and its sternness, and the gospel and its sweetness. For as Romans 10 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So by preaching the repentance and forgiveness, they too may be given faith by the Holy Spirit through his word and be brought alive in Christ. Lord, give us the courage to speak forth your word so that the dead may be alive in you through the work of your Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. This has been a production of Table Talk Radio. For more information, visit TabletalkRadio.org. Shout to the heart and you're too brave, you love a bad name.
2: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. That song
1: reminds me of church last Sunday.
2: just kidding everyone just kidding we are playing church father or in your favorite uh, lutheran theological game show the worst of table talk radio coming to you today uh i guess kind of like the throwback version the classics uh only the classically horrible games that we play and this church father or uh 200 more points for me to get uh pastor what do you have for me all right you ready ready
1: Mycomycetes or Myconius Can you say the first one again? Michael, Are you looking these up on the internet? No, or something? No, no, go Mycomycetes or Myconius
2: Well, it sounds like there's a first name included with the first one Michael, is that what you said? Myco... Myco. <laughs> I don't know
1: any of this stuff. What you... Just look through the dictionary for words that look like they're the same. Uh, this is a dumb game. What's the second one again? Myconius. You don't know it either. It's just a guess. I'm, I'm going to gonna six six. go with Myconius. Myconius. For the church father? Yes. Well, Mycomycetes is one of the three classes of fungi characterized by (laughs) multicellular mycelium and asexual reproduction. So, you are right, Myconius, uh, Frederick, is a church father. In fact, someone listening might know of this guy. I mean, (laughs) doubtful, but he he is a German reformer. He was born at uh, Lichtenfels in Upper Franconia. He went to school at Annenberg where he met Tetzel. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Preacher of indulgences. In 1510, he joined the Franciscan Order and served first at Leipzig and then in Weimar. Weimar, sorry. Coming a priest and preacher in 1516. Student of the Bible, of Augustine, of Lombard, of Bonaventure. He was won over by Luther's teaching and after met considerable resistance, escaped from the monastery in 1526, etc., etc. Nice. He wrote a couple things here. Uh, a tract on instructing the simple and especially the sick in Christianity. I wouldn't mind getting my hands on that. And a history of the Reformation from 1517 to 1542, which tells the story from a contemporary participant. Hmm. So there you go. He served as a theologian on the Lutheran embassy to England in 1538. And he helped bring the Reformation to Ducal Saxony, especially Annaberg and Leipzig. So this guy was uh, really quite
2: something, apparently. Very good. Well, we'll take a quick look at the scoreboard. Uh, Evan with 600. <laughs> uh, Pastor with zero. Oh, boy. Zero. Okay. Uh, next up is <clears throat> Pages for Points. Uh, is that what we call this game? Or Points? I can't remember. Points per pages or something. I don't think... We, we never had the quite the right name, and then... Uh... <laughs> oh. and then we never bothered playing again, so... Right. Okay, well, this is, uh, I think... Uh, I, I name a, uh, a page in, in one of your books, and you look it up and read it, and is that how right. it Right, now you
1: have a couple of different options here. You can pick a, uh, a dogmatic text, or you can pick a sermon book, or you can pick... Uh, what's the other one? Shakespeare's Complete Works, <laughs> or one other. I can't pull up the page that we had the rules on. Uh, and then you... So you pick your top... You pick your book... And then you pick your page, and then I open to that particular page and read a paragraph, and then you got to tell me, if it's a commentary, that's the other one. If it's a commentary, you have to tell me what verse it's talking about. If it's a sermon, you have to tell me what text the sermon is on. If it's a dogmatic text, you have to tell me the dogmatic category. Or if it's a Shakespeare, you got to tell me what play I'm reading from. So,
2: Okay, I'm going to go with commentary. Okay, Bible commentary. I'm reaching up. Uh, can this be Old or New Testament then, I assume? It can be. Okay. I'm
1: going to be easy on you, though. Okay, I've got my commentary, so let me look in how many pages you have here. You have... I don't know why oh. this game didn't work either. You have
2: 1,440 pages to choose from. Okay, let's go with page number 72. 72. I would have picked higher because you get the number of points for whatever page you pick. Oh, wait, 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 really? Wait. No, yeah, yeah, you, you said it, though. Why on earth would you go low, then? <laughs> you, I, you, it doesn't get do harder. It. That's kind of dumb. Whoa, whoa, Okay, that's all right. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm willing to bet Shakespeare is a pretty, pretty healthy book, so I'll, I'll cash in my points then. Yes, that's right. Okay.
1: The mystery of how the Logos, the creator, could assume our created nature will forever challenge our finite comprehension. The tremendous fact itself is beyond question, and for us that is enough. Thus, we have only one care that when our that when we ourselves restate what blank records we may in no way deviate <laughs> from the fact. It will not do, for instance, to compare Agineta as here used with uh, oh, I can't get, uh, in
0: nine
1: Of the two... Oh, I can't
2: read anymore. You'll know what it is. All right. Okay, you, I'm guessing... You want to guess? Do I have to just guess the, the
1: book, or do I have to get more no, specific than that? You, you can
2: start with the book,
1: and then you can try to do chapter
2: and verse. Okay, so I think this is uh, John, the Gospel of John. You are right. Uh, talking about Logos. So this is probably uh, chapter one, talking about... Uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. Uh so I I think John one one or maybe John two or three.
1: John one verse fourteen.
2: Ooh. Oh that's right. Go- because down to fourteen, uh what's it say? Uh Oof. The word became, yeah, that's right. that's we and became flesh and dwelt among us.
1: Yes, and we beheld his glories of the only begotten Son of God. So this is, this Logos here, by the way, oh man, has there been a lot written on Logos as a as a word used to designate the pre-incarnate Christ when he was before this in fleshing that takes place here in the text, and then Four fifty, fifty. All right, for those of you who missed it, I just used the buzzword pre-incarnate. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. But, Thank you. But here, then, in the text, John brings it forth um, that now this this logos is in our flesh. He's dwelling among. He's tabernacle among us. Uh, so I'm going to give you 200 points for the book and 200 points for the chapter. Bringing. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. 72 points for the book. Oh, oh, 72 come on. points for the chapter. And I can't do the math. All right. You got it. All right. This, hey, this isn't a bad game. You want to pick another one? Do we have time? You want to do a Sugar. dogmatics text? Yeah, let's do dogmatics. All right, I'm going to grab a dogmatics. I'm going to get a short one here. So I'm at 752. For those of you that were wondering, 752. I gave you 72 twice. So, okay, this dogmatics text has in it 310 pages.
2: <clears throat> let's go with page 300.
1: Okay, 300 for
2: 300 points. Now, I'm going
1: to read you a section, and you have to guess what it's talking about, what the subhead is. Oh, nice. This is a good one. However, Revelation 20 is generally regarded to be the chief proof for for the millennium. But also, this chapter is full of figurative language, as the first verse plainly shows. There is not the slightest indication that the martyrs and saints will rule with Christ on earth 1,000 years, verse 4, and their souls reign with Christ, and these souls are in heaven. And such a reign in heaven is promised to the Christian. 2 Timothy 2.12, Revelation 22.5. The thousand years stand for a long period in contrast to the, quote, little season of verse 3. The binding of Satan denotes the period of the New Testament dispensation. By his death, Christ virtually delivered all men from the power of the devil, Hebrews 2.14 and 15. This deliverance is proclaimed in the Gospel, Acts 26.18, and it becomes actual for the individual the moment he believes,
2: Colossians 1.13 and 14. I'm not really sure what this work is, and I don't know how specific I need to be other than that the uh, this author is writing about eschatology. Um, I, I assume that, that needs to be more specific than that, though. Well, that's pretty good. I'll give you half the
1: points for that.
2: That's all I got. I don't know what else to say.
1: Right. This is on the Millennium and under the section, The Bible Does Not Teach Kiliosm. Achillesm, which is the millennialism. This is Kohler's summary of Christian doctrine. Nice, there it is. Yeah, so one fifty for you. <laughs> Man, you're racking up the points. You're going to love this. You're going to want to play
2: this game every week. I know. Like I want to play Bible Bee. <laughs> That's right. Well, we have time for maybe uh, one more. Two minutes left. All right. You want to pick a sermon book, or you want to do Shakespeare? Uh, sermon. I wouldn't have a <laughs> chance with Shakespeare. So I have to. I, do I have to guess the sermon text then? Yep, you got to te- guess the sermon text. Okay,
1: I've got a sermon book here. It's a Luther sermon book. Woo! So that's probably That'll help you.
2: Not too um, many pages, then I would assume four hundred and twenty. Okay, um, I'll do. I'll go with page uh, three seventy-seven. Three seventy-seven. I'm gonna find a blank page. Oh, I just auto- sure. I automatically get the points if it's a blank page.
1: Nope, it's not. So this gospel lesson presents us with a fearsome example of God's wrath and judgment against insolence, smugness, and despising of God's word. It very simply relates the fact of why Jerusalem was destroyed because it did not recognize the time of God's visitation. Our dear Lord Christ spoke somewhat like this, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you have refused to listen. You have been warned and admonished many times over by the prophets and rulers, by John the Baptist, and also by me, after me, by the apostles also. God gave you his word, the temple, and its services, graciously chastening and faithfully keeping his word many times over, trying to aid you in becoming more
2: godly. But you refused and cast it all to the wind. Okay, I think this... We have only about 35 seconds here. I think this is going to be found in the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, nope. Oh.
1: This is tenth, the 10th Sunday after Trinity, which is always when we have Luke
2: 19. Luke nineteen. Uh, there you go. So no points for me, huh?
1: <laughs> what a great game! I like that
2: game. Boy, of. that was fun. We should play that again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the score eight seventy-two to four fifty. We have one more game left. Twenty questions. We'll do that right after this break. We're we'll back right back for more Table Talk Radio. <laughs>
0: Ask me why, but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio. Hello, this is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller.
1: I'd like to personally thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio. I'd also like to let you know about an opportunity we have to support the show. You know, really, this show doesn't cost much, but we do have a few bills, and we appreciate all the help that you can give. We have this goofy thing that we made up called the Radical Reformation Glee Club, uh, where you can sign up to be a radio clown or an iron listener or something like this, and it's a few dollars a month uh, based on these different categories. If you and your family would like to support our show, if you would consider signing up for this, it would be a great help for us and a great blessing for our program. Otherwise, we appreciate all your prayers and support. Please keep listening and send us your notes and feedback. We love to hear from our listeners. Thanks again. Lord's blessings.
0: You say I've said it ten times and you believed it all along Except for that last time when you said I've heard that all before but it's nearly done, it's nearly done. I mean it this time, it's nearly done. Really this time, it's nearly done. It's almost
2: nearly done. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Don't worry. <laughs> it's almost over. <laughs> it week, so. The worst of
1: We we strive to be worse and worse each show.
2: <laughs> Today we're succeeding especially. Our,
1: our our success is our failure, or
2: our failure is our success. Right. Right. Well, uh, quick reminder, <laughs> look at the scoreboard. Evan has 872 <laughs> points. Passed Never have you milked the scoreboard like you are today.
1: Oh, man. What?
2: No, I, d- I just thought the listeners would want to know what the score is. I mean, this is yeah. a this is a game show, so you have to tell what the score is.
1: It is the uh, most important part of the show today, anyways.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> okay, so 20 questions. I hate this game, just so everybody knows. <laughs> Um, I don't. You have done really terrible at this game. I don't think I mean, there's points involved, though. So I miserable. think We're gonna see. No, the no, fun. no, no. There are points. Remember, we
1: <laughs> sorted out the points like this. Uh, if you can guess whatever this thing is, and it has You're to be a Bible this up thing. as you go. No, no, no. We sorted this out. <laughs> I remember. Uh, because you have twenty questions, so you start out with two thousand points, and for each question, no, you, ask, you deduct a hundred points. <laughs> So if you uh, if you answer what it is at ten, you get a thousand points. If you answer at eighteen, you get two hundred points. If you answer after asking only two questions, you get eighteen hundred points.
2: <laughs> okay. I think you're making this up, but I'll I'll take No, it. I'm
1: not I'm not making yeah, it yeah. up. Sure, sure,
2: okay. All right. You want to go first then? Uh sure. And by go first, uh, ask the questions first or
1: <laughs> yes. Uh. Is this in the old or new testament?
2: Wait, aren't
1: you supposed to ask yes or no questions? Sorry, is this in the Old Testament? Yes. All right. Is it in the Is it in the New Testament? Uh, no. Okay. Is this particular? Well, thing... it it
2: appears in a different form in the New Testament. What? Okay, so right. I'll say no. No, it's not in the New Testament.
1: All right. All right. All right. Is this? Mentioned in the books of Moses? Yes. Uh, Is this mentioned in the book of Genesis? Yes. Is this the tree of life? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh man, that would have been huge points. (laughs) Okay, okay. Is this particular thing a thing? <laughs> is well, this... Wait, wait! Don't you, <laughs> okay. have you, have you, you thought know?
2: about that question? Is this thing a thing? <laughs> well,
1: is it, is it, I can ask this. This is one of these questions. Is it a person, place, or thing? Okay, uh... I should ask that first. Um... In fact, that doesn't even count as a question. You're supposed to tell what? me. What? No, come on. Okay, okay, I'll count it. Person, <laughs> place,
2: or thing? Uh, I think I'll say. Oh, oh this is telling. <laughs>
1: You're person, a, you a person? Okay. Oh. Um. Is this person have to do with the story of Abraham? No. Hmm. Are you taking? Are you? Yeah. Counting that's my that's seven.
2: That's seven. Okay, not Abraham.
0: <laughs>
1: Does this person have to do with... Um, I hate this game. <laughs> everyone playing along, they have all their questions they want to ask, but they can't ask them. They have to wait for me to ask the dumb question. <laughs> and then they say you should ask a different question. I don't know why this game failed. Uh, okay, is this thing mentioned with the story of Adam and Eve? Yes. Okay, is this thing in the garden? Yes. Is this the... Oh, it's a person. Is this the devil? Yes. <laughs> the serpent, you wanted to say. Yeah, the serpent.
2: So would you say a thing? I wasn't really sure what to say about that.
1: Yeah, probably a thing because the devil doesn't have – well, in a weird way, he does have personhood because he exists on his own. But he's not a human person.
2: But uh, he's maybe. also sort of – I mean, he's in the New Testament uh, to be sure. but Right. That's true. But that is true. I wasn't really sure how – he's not in the form of a serpent either, so – Right. Anyway, uh-huh. so you got 10, so that's 1,000 points. 1,000 points. Ugh. Well, anyway, we're not keeping score anymore anyway, so. Because <laughs> you, you don't have a chance. You never get
1: these, <laughs> right? You haven't gotten one ever Ugh. in your whole life. Now, um, the interesting thing is the temptation that the that the serpent does offer to Adam and Eve there. Uh, did God really say? You know, we were talking about higher criticism at the very beginning of the show with this one of these church fathers or something. Uh-huh. Uh, th- this is the same sort of temptation, always to doubt God's word, because if if we don't have God's word, then we're cut loose from the certainty of the of the law and the gospel and now we're back in our own sort of mystical internal thoughts and all of this sort of thing so this temptation that adam and eve faced is the temptation that all of us face all the time from the devil to doubt god's word
2: yeah that's right or uh, to uh, to to make you think that well i mean it's the same thing that, that god's word isn't reliable or that it isn't um what gives truth and so um, you know, it, it's it's amazing what the 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 uh, temptation that, that that the devil had uh, that for Eve. You know that that uh, if, if you eat from this, that you, you'll become like God, and that that is the temptation for all of us now. That we want to be become like God, we want to be gods of our own, and so we're always constantly breaking the first commandment: "You shall have no other gods," and making ourselves our gods.
1: Uh, yes, that's right. So that we so that instead of that word which is outside of us, we start to only trust the things that are inside of us our own feelings our own impulses all of this sort of stuff um bad that's bad
2: okay let's get some points (laughs) is this a thing in the is this a person place or thing it is a thing uh does it appear in the old testament no uh does it appear in the four Gospels? Yes. Does it appear in the Gospel of John? No. Okay, so it's in the Synoptic Gospels. Uh, By Synoptic, you mean? Don't you want to explain that word? Oh, we should uh, use that as a buzzword. That'd be a good one. But I'll explain uh, it. Synoptic. Synoptic means seen together. So sin means uh, together. So sinon means to walk together. Uh, optic to see, like optometrist. So seen together. So we have this uh, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, many of the events uh, were, were uh, are parallel each other so much. So we call them the synoptic gospels. Whereas John has more of a more of a theological emphasis in its writing. Um, you said it was a thing, right? I did. Uh, did Jesus directly deal with this thing? Uh yeah. (laughs) Um is this I gotta write
1: that down as a question. Okay.
2: Is this bread? Oh no no no, no, I didn't want to say dang it. (laughs) Um (laughs) You always do these really uh really obscure clues. No I don't. This is
1: not obscure.
2: Okay. I think last time you did the lesser light. I think I remember that. <laughs> Lesser light. Good grief. Um.
1: This is why this game doesn't work is because you have so much trouble thinking of questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's all my fault.
1: Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, Now you know it's okay. in the synoptics and it's not bread.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, did did the uh, disciples deal with this thing? No. No. Is this thing, oh. is this thing, uh, uh, is this thing, um, oh, I don't know. The cross. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to start guessing things. <laughs> How many questions am I at? Seven. Um.
1: Bump, bum, uh. bump, 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 bump. <laughs> ba you could try to it's not in all of the synoptics. you could try that route okay
2: is it in matthew yes is it in mark no
0: Um, wait a minute wait a minute
1: i'm sorry i repent nor is it in matthew it's not in matthew or it's not in mark
2: neither so it's gotta be in luke so Wait, what, are you asking? Yes, it's in Luke. No, 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 I didn't ask that as a statement. Don't you never know me oh, a statement, a question? All right, fine. We we'll only have it's... half a minute here. Okay, uh, um, <laughs> you're gonna give up. Uh, is it? Uh, what's it? What's exclusive to Luke? Um, I don't know. what's exclusive to Luke. Think early. Think early. I'm giving you so many. Oh, uh, is it? Uh, have to deal with the nativity. Yes. Is it the stable? uh
1: the the uh, manger yes the manger
2: how many questions is that that was 11 questions (laughs) so So that gives you 900 points Uh uh-oh do you know who comes out with the winner then i don't know i can't do this i don't even know how many points who has what oh i have 1772 and you have a (laughs) thousand the manger. I almost said yes to the cross because this theologian,
1: Heimel Tiliki said the cross and the manger are cut from the same tree because Jesus
2: was born to die. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Uh, marvelous stuff. That really is. Well, if, if you enjoyed this game, uh, give us a, a call at 866-851-5523, or you can email us questions at org.
1: Yeah, don't call us to tell us you didn't like the show because that's why
2: we did it too because we didn't like the music. <laughs> we, yeah, we and agree. and for those of you that endured to the end, uh, I think we should uh, give a special prize, made some Table Talk Radio points out to you. Congratulations! But anyway, thank you for listening to Table Talk Radio, where the points are like the entire
0: rest of the show. <laughs> it don't mean a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.